Well, friends, welcome back to season eight. Season eight. Season eight. <laughs> it's like, yeah. I have to check that. Uh, episode one. So we have had a couple of weeks off, but we thought let's get back into it. And we have a very special guest, number one Amazon best-selling author and whiskey connoisseur, Candy Steiner. Welcome. Hello, hello. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thanks for joining us. Um, I do love that. I do love that whiskey connoisseur. Like that's a yeah. that's a title right there. Yeah, I don't know. It really sounds super fancy. It does. (laughs) I feel like I need something like that as part of my bio. It's a real self-proclaimed title because Mm -hmm. truth be told, someone who actually knows their shit about whiskey would probably be like, girl, you have barely scratched the surface. But in my mind, I am a whiskey connoisseur and I'm always trying new whiskeys. So I claim it with pride. (laughs) And Um, I think that's, that's the way it goes. Like in your mind, that's, you know, you've brought that to the surface. You've manifested that. I've manifested that. And you know what? It's worked lovely because now when I go to book signings, my amazing readers bring me bottles of whiskey. So, I mean, it worked out wonderfully. (laughs) So good. I'm I'm definitely going to like add ice cream connoisseur to my bio because I (laughs) threw my ice cream. I am such a huge ice cream girl back. Like I I could eat ice cream every day of my life and I would never get tired of it. Yeah, I, it is... It is literally my number one, that and donuts, but like definitely- We're twins. I'm obsessed with donuts and ice cream too. Like they're everything to me. For my birthday the other day. And yes, friends, it was my birthday. So um, I I am a big birthday person, but I went to the, my husband's like, what? I don't even know why he asked at this point. He's like, what cake do you want for your birthday? I'm like, obviously I want an ice cream cake. Um, <laughs> and so and I'm more, I'm just happy to get the ones from the like grocery shop. Cause we have this one, it's got like their little Freddos, which are like little mini chocolate frogs. And they're mixed in with the multicolored ice cream. And it's always like, you know, such a reward to see how many Freddos you can get in your slice of ice cream cake. <laughs> and I will say this year I got ripped off. Um, oh no. I didn't get as many as some people and that's fine. <laughs> but, and yes, yeah. friends, it was her 13th birthday. That's why we were celebrating the chocolate <laughs> Freddo ice cream cake. I love it. I just, I, every year I'm like, I just want that one. One year he did get me a really fancy ice cream cake, like one that was custom made. And I will say like, oh. Just wanted the Freddo ice cream. Yeah, it is I, a good ice cream cake. When we travel, that's like a must for me. Anytime we go anywhere new, or even if we've already been there before, I have to try an ice cream or gelato place and I have to hunt down like the best donuts in town. And it's mm. like an absolute must. So if we get to the last morning of our trip and we like have, you know, we have to get to the airport, I'm like, I do not care if we are <laughs> late to go through security. Like we have to stop and find donuts. Yeah. Like it's a must. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I love that. Let me one on to have these traditions, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and there's so many more. Like we over here in Australia, we didn't really have a lot of like those, I don't know unique donut place but we're getting more of them and my husband sent me one last night like on tiktok and where my son's playing baseball tomorrow it's right near there and i was like i mean we're going yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> i love I, it i know i love it i love a good donut um but also another another fun fact when you aren't writing um you're you're obviously reading but you're also pole dancing Yes. <laughs> All the time. I I'm obsessed with pole dancing. So I I tried my first pole fitness class about 5 years ago. Um and I went because my best friend and my roommate at the time like bullied me into it and was like we're doing this so you, you can't fight me on it. And I instantly was obsessed. It was so hard and so challenging and I couldn't do anything. I had zero upper body strength and I I was just like, okay, I'm gonna commit to this and I'm gonna get this. And the thing about pole is that you can kind of only see like the move that's right in front of you, whatever you're trying to get. So you're like, okay, I'm trying to get fireman. Okay, I'm trying to get goddess. Okay, I'm trying to flip upside down. Okay, now I'm trying to get butterfly, now whatever. But it is never ending. 
And as an Enneagram seven who like constantly gets bored with things, this is like a match made in heaven for me because it's never the same. There's always something to learn. There's always something that I can't do that I can strive for. Oh, it's amazing. And it's very like empowering as a woman, I think. So yeah. it's it's my favorite. Um, I must say she is very good because I mean, when we first started up on Bookstagram, like, I mean, we've been reading for years and years, but we probably only started up on Bookstagram probably like what two uh, years ago, almost three now, almost. Yeah, three. probably three. Yeah, it was. I think that was started. one of the first videos that I saw. It was like a <laughs> oh, really? video. Like, yeah, and then I was like, follow. Oh. Yes. <laughs> I know. I I have a separate poll account, and I will share it to my author account sometimes, and just like, yes. especially when I'm really proud of something that I did. But I do that because I'm like, you know probably not all of my readers want to see like my bare naked ass but like some of them might and so yeah <laughs> absolutely I did, did. <laughs> I was like that's amazing you're like really good at it you've you've tried pole dancing though haven't you Amanda I've never done it I'm like I've only done like um like the six week classes you know yeah. I, I don't know if you have them over there but yeah like they do like kind of like an intensive and yeah it was really good it, it, and even just over six weeks you like well, firstly, you use muscles that you didn't know existed, but also you do like actually gain a a lot of strength over that six Mm. weeks. It's insane. It is insane. My body has completely changed in five years because of like all these new muscles that I've been activating and like strengthening. Um, It's also like, I have never in my life felt as proud as I have in like the pole world, just because you, nobody knows how hard you're working to get a move and like the mental toll it takes and the physical toll it takes, it feels the closest I've ever felt to being like a real athlete, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. And so when I do unlock a move that I've been training and trying for, it is like the most exhilarating thing. And especially when you are at a studio where you kind of have like a pole family, everyone is celebrating, everyone's so excited for you. Um, And it kind of reminds me of the book world in that sense. Like I didn't always have the best um, encouragement from women around me, especially in school and stuff. It was more of like competition mindset. So mm-hmm. to be surrounded by women who are like, I am so happy for you and I'm so proud of you. And it's genuine. Like that is the only energy I'm accepting in my life now. <laughs> it makes a big difference when you've got genuine acceptance in your life. Um, because as you say, there is such a competition vibe out there, especially among women. For some reason, I don't know why we feel I that know. way, but there is such a vibe out there. And so when you actually just have people that are genuinely just excited for things that you've accomplished, it actually feels really nice. It's incredible. And I mean, I am like the biggest proponent of that in the book world too. Um, I think anybody who has followed me through my journey, I've been publishing for 10 years now, which is crazy to say. Um, But I've just always had that mindset of we're stronger together and we're stronger when we lift each other up and there's room for everybody at the table. Um, When you think about the number of readers in the world and Mm -hmm. the amount of books that they can consume in a year, a month, a week, a day, <laughs> like it, there's so plenty much. of room for everybody. Um, and so, you know, I just don't understand that mindset of seeing somebody who is doing really well and feeling like that threatens your success somehow, because it's not related at all. It doesn't, you know what I mean? It's like, um, somebody who's sitting at number one on Amazon is not threatening me when I release my book. Um, mm-hmm. or I don't know, you know, it's just like, to me, I'm just like, hell yeah. Like good for you. Especially if they're independently published, then I'm like extra hell yeah. Cause I, you know, <laughs> I'm independently published too. So I love that. <laughs> I love that. That's awesome. Well, let's, let's go back to the beginning. What actually started your career in independently writing and publishing? Yeah. Uh, so I graduated from college in 2012 and I actually, one of my majors was creative writing. Um, I double majored in advertising and public relations basically because my mom was like, I love you and I believe in you and your writing, but also what are you going to do for money until that, you know, happens. Um, and so I, I got out of school and I was working full time in corporate America for a great company that I really enjoyed. Um, and basically I was reading 
thing and and finally reading for pleasure again being out of college and it just happened to be in this like boom of independently published romance which I had never read before I I only knew about traditionally published books which as we know especially back then like you know 10ish years ago everything was kind of the same you knew what you were getting you you kind of knew what to expect and it it wasn't in my opinion as exciting as it is now because people can just write whatever they want it can be literally anything um and that's what i loved about that independently published style um so my first book started out as me just saying i'm going to do this as a new year's resolution i want to finish a book and publish it on my 24th birthday and um i don't care if anybody reads it i just want to write it because i'm excited about it and i think like 12 people like 12 copies were sold on that day and like three of them i'm pretty sure were my mom one was me so like it was you know it was a small release um but interestingly enough especially back then it was really wild like i do think newer authors today have it a little bit harder because there's so many writers mm. back then there weren't many and so um readers just found my book and then i got messages of people being like where's book 2 i want to know what happens to tanner and i was like okay so i started writing that um and it was just fun i would i would come home after work and i was excited to write and i was writing on the weekends and like saying no to social events because i was so excited to write um and put in that work and then it was really weightless which was my sixth novel that came out in 2016 so that was 3 years into my publishing journey that was my first bestseller it completely changed my life and i stopped looking at it as a like part of me that i love that i what i didn't have confidence in and i started looking at it as i have a seat at this table i belong here and i have stories to tell i have so many stories to tell and um so i'm going to tell them and i'm going to do this full time so i took the leap and quit my job and yeah here we are <laughs> and like like be honest the inner monologue was like i'm a boss bitch wasn't it <laughs> Oh, I honestly Amanda, <laughs> I wish I really wish that was my inner monologue back then. It was more so I I put in my notice at my job and then I went to the RT conference in Atlanta and I promptly had the most severe anxiety attack of my life because I was yeah, leaving yeah. a job with secure benefits with health insurance with all these like, you know, like free stock and just basically they were like if you work for us for 45 50 years we will you will retire very comfortably and be set and i just completely walked away from that on a pipe dream you know um and so it was really scary but at the same point what i kept coming back to when i had those little freakouts was at the end of the day i would never forgive myself if i had this opportunity and i didn't take it i would always look back and regret it whereas this way if i take the leap and it doesn't work out so what maybe i'm out of job for 1 year 3 years 5 years doing what i love and worst case scenario people stop buying my books the money dries out and then i have to go back to work which i was already doing anyway so what did i have to lose very relatable though when you think of these big pivotal moments in your life that you're like yes and even people from the outside looking in and going yes nailing it whatever else but then on the <laughs> you're internally just like having a massive anxiety attack like totally relatable <laughs> yes i mean i don't i don't know which one of um which of my books y'all have read um but i talk a lot about mental health in my books and and not like in a soapy preachy way but just in a way that it's just normal for some people yeah. to have um and i am definitely anxiety is along for the ride in my life i don't try to fight it anymore i just manage it in ways that work for me uh, meditation's huge for me yoga pole dancing reading <laughs> writing getting out in nature and hiking like those things make me happy and make me feel calm and at peace um so they work for me um and i just i think that that's like the most relatable thing right is on especially now that we are surrounded by so much social media where we're mm -hmm. seeing like a tiny little people of people's life and we assume like wow she's got it all together she's just living the best life ever there's nothing wrong there's you know zero stress and we have no idea what's actually going on so i try to keep it real and try to be authentic as much as i can so that everyone knows like hey like I have the same shit going through my head as you do, <laughs> the same fears, the same bad days. Um yeah, so I don't know, just like to keep it real, I guess. 100%. It's true. It's true. Social media is 
good in so many ways, but also, yeah, it has drawbacks. I do like Elise Myers in that regard. I don't know if you follow her on TikTok, but she is just so open about like her mental health struggles. But, you know, she started out as a TikToker and she jumped to the fame now she's got like all these things going on but she's just so blatantly honest about everything it's really refreshing so yeah I do I do like it when people are quite open with things it's good maybe we should do a uh, day in the life for us because it would be real journey for people to watch I think we should do it over <laughs> a week because um, I think just a day <laughs> the week would really forecast like would really show like the difference like the thing with Beck and I is that we um, we're either both like at the exact same wavelength, or we're on completely opposite wavelengths. Like one of us will be like down, and the other one's like, yeah, right, okay. Just we're conquering the world. <laughs> yeah. And the other one's like, we are not <laughs> doing it. Okay. So what what have we done here? <laughs> so I don't I don't know. We don't have to get super far into this, but I have just recently discovered. I am very like normal, like very regulated in my cycle, like my feminine women cycle Mm -hmm. and it impacts my productivity. And so now like that, I understand more of how my cycle impacts me. I have been able to like hone my productivity and make the most out of it when I have all that really exciting energy where I'm like, yeah, I'm creative and I feel ready to go. And I've got, I've got, I can work like 20 hours a day. I'm just like pumped. And then on those days when I'm not there, when I'm like, I woke up and I'm tired and I am cranky and nobody look at me and now I'm sad and now I'm crying. And now all I want is a bowl of ice cream. I can allow myself to have those days because I've like, I've prepared for that. So it was a game changer for me because I just assumed that we were all supposed to be productive productive every single day of our yeah, life. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and there was like no room. Channel this, Amanda, because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you don't understand how and unproductive Cinco, you are. Which is also the other thing, which is not good for people yeah. around us. <laughs> mm, mm, mm. It is. It's, ter- it's terrifying. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I definitely agree because you do lose so much productivity because when you're and you don't realize it, but when you're like not doing stuff on a day off, um, if you're just sitting there the whole time, stressing about the fact that you're not doing stuff, you don't actually get any rest. And I've been watching a lot of videos about that lately. And it's like, yeah, just because you didn't do anything that day, if the entire time you were just anxiety riddled thinking about what you're missing, it didn't matter because you didn't get any actual rest out of that day. So you're still mentally exhausted. So absolutely Dude, you can see the benefit it's of so going. True. Yeah, like I, yes, I feel definitely. like I feel like for me, so it's really hard and it sounds like y'all are the same. It's really hard for me to sit still and have a day of rest like without feeling guilty. That is like a huge struggle for me. I, I can maybe rest for like two hours and then I'm like, I gotta get up and do something. I'm a waste of space. I am not a good human yeah. today, whatever. Um, and I think one of the biggest things that I found that really helped me was completely putting my phone away and I mean like I will like sometimes just text my mom and like my really close friends that I know check in with me all the time and be like hey I just want you to know I love you I'm putting my phone down today if it's an absolute emergency call me my watch will ring but like I just today I don't need it because when you are in that situation and you're trying to rest you're probably right on the cusp of doing it and of like being aware that of your present surroundings and your present moment and being like wow I'm really feeling like I love that I'm sitting here reading or I love that I'm watching this tv show or I'm really enjoying just like not doing anything at all but then you get on social media or you check an email or you check a text message or your friends say they're out doing something and all of a sudden your brain starts ticking and saying, yeah, they're out doing something and living life and what are you doing? You big waste of space, you know? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's 100%, 100% accurate. I remember I went on, um, this was a few years ago, went on a cruise and I remember like thinking to myself, I'm like, oh God, I really don't want to pay for this Wi-Fi package, hey? Like that's ridiculous. Like it was such a, so expensive. We were overseas. But, and um, I was like, you know what? I'm actually not going to do it because your whole life is actually on your phone. Like even nice. when you're on leave, I remember, you know, we both have law backgrounds. So at the time we're working in a law firm and I went away, but the whole time I'm like, I know people can look after the work, but I just yeah. need to like, and I would make up 
things in my head. Like if yeah. I just go in there and just delete emails and it's not going to be so much when I come back. But you, but that week that I was on this cruise and I was, I literally was, yeah, I had no connection was the best week of my life. People like, I think we're like, oh, we haven't heard from her. She's like, she's probably yeah. <laughs> jumped off the ship. She's all overboard. We don't know. But it was like, <laughs> but- yeah, it was so good. And yeah, I didn't, you know, we just made sure that it, everything was set up like, you know, for bills and things like that. But yeah, I was like, you know what? It's just the week. And honestly, it was the best week. And I tell it's people so that nice. all the time. I'm like, yeah, you definitely need to have days where you just, and it is very hard, especially when, like you said, you're just sitting around home reading. It's, you don't think it's actually a big deal, but it is <laughs> just to mm. put it away and, and not deal with it. Yeah, because we're, I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I love social media. I'm on like every social media channel. I really enjoy the process of creating content. I think it activates that same part of my brain that gets excited about creating a story, right? Mm, yeah. um, so, and I've always kind of been like, I remember growing up with PCs and like learning the internet as it was developing. And so I had things like Zanga pages and I would like HTML code my MySpace, like all of that stuff. So <laughs> I, I really geek out about this stuff. But in the same token, I think I just recently, like honestly, since the pandemic, I really have recognized that like, for my true quality of life and peace of mind, I have to put that separation between me and social media. Um, It's like, I love it and I want to be there, but I also need a balance to remember what's real life and like who my real people are and who, who, you know, who's actually around me and where I am and all of that. Um, I think it's just so important. Definitely boundaries are really important um, for sure. I think, yeah, we've been kind of putting those in place lately, haven't we, Beck? (laughs) boundaries just like yeah. yeah even just like after hours like putting your phone on to do not disturb so that only yes. text messages or calls can come through from like people that you you know that you obviously have regular contact with but you're not seeing even just the notifications popping up on your phone like oh an email has come through a social media message is there whatever else it it and the fact that it takes the little number off as well so you're not mm-hmm. even seeing the little number there oh my god it's like so freeing so it is so yeah. freeing and I, I, I do not disturb during our lockdowns over here because you're working from home and, and I even remove like the apps from my, my phone and stuff like for work. And it was, and then I, I set up permissions. Like, so if there were like, there's only like, I think four people that can actually, their stuff will still come through to me while that's on. Um, so, you know, those four people, Amanda is one. Like, I was very the number one one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, that, but like, I, I had to do that and I have not changed that setting since. So it's been that way for years. Cause then I thought, you know what? Like, if I'm, why do, why do I need to keep getting all these notifications, especially when it was for work? I'm like, mm. if I'm out, like, if I'm out with clients, I'm going to check my emails anyway. Like, I, I do it yeah. instinctively. Why do I need that? deep mm. to come through to tell me the break when you're yeah. after hours. i i turned off my notifications on all social media so that like i actually don't see the notifications until i log into them mm. so yeah. that i know i'm purposefully choosing to be here at this time and like I, nothing is pressing and i i don't check like my facebook instant messages anymore and i like put it in my profile i was like i don't check my dms don't yeah. DM me, you know what I mean? Um, and I used to have, I, like on Instagram especially, I like prided myself. I was like, I respond to everybody who messages me. I, I respond to everything I'm tagged in. And it's been a blessing in the last year. More readers have found me, which is incredible. And I'm so thankful. And they also gave me a really great opportunity to stop that habit because it got unmanageable. It, it was mm-hmm. to yeah. the point where it was impossible to keep up with it. And I didn't realize how much I needed that to happen yeah. because it like broke me free of those chains. And I was just yeah. like, okay, when I'm on there, I will pick like, you know, I'll pick like 10 messages and just respond to them or like share some stuff. And then I log out and I'm like, you know what? You don't have to respond to everything and see everything. It's going to be okay. And I don't know. It just, it was so freeing for me. It does. It gets to that point of total overwhelm before you really get to a point where you're like, right, I need to make a difference here, (laughs) change. And then all of a sudden you're like, okay, yeah, I'm separating myself. I've got that. It's good. It's good. Okay. What 
author goal do you still have that you would like to achieve? Oh my gosh, so many. I am like, you're asking the girl who like, I'm planning my New Year's resolutions like eight months in advance. <laughs> I'm like such a goal-oriented person. Um, I would love to see one of my books Ad, uh, adapted to like a film or um, yeah. TV series. Obviously, I think that's a huge goal for so many writers. Um, yeah, definitely. And I would really love a print only deal. Um, again, I love being independently published. I really love owning my like my rights to decide everything for my books. Um, but if a publisher takes you on as a print only deal, then basically they take care of the marketing and the back end things that are required to get you into more bookstores and get you seen by more people. Yeah. Which then in, like I can't break those barriers on my own, right? I'm just one person, so my paperback books are available to everywhere. Like Waterstones can get it. Barnes and Noble can get it. Target can get it. Walmart can get them, but like airports can get them. Um, but I don't necessarily have the same pulling powder power as say random house who can just like call them up and be like, Hey, we have this great, um, author who's going to have this book coming out. You need to order like 50 copies for release week. Cause they're going to fly off the shelf, you yeah. know? So, um, that's a really big goal for me. Um, and then uh, this is a little frou-frou, but I think my biggest goal of all is just to always remember why I do this and, and stay true to what I want to write so that I always love it and it never feels like a job. Cause I'm 10 years into it now and it's never felt like a job to me. I'm so excited when I wake up in the morning and I'm like, this is my job. I get to go write. I get to go promote my new book or it's release day or it's whatever. And I mean, even on the hardest days, on the days when the words aren't coming on the days when I feel like the book sucks on the days where I had a really nasty review that got into my head or I don't know any of those things, I still would choose this over everything. And that to me is huge. So I want to make sure that I keep that. Like I, I never want to lose sight of everything that I'm thankful for my, my readers and everything in my life that has happened that has, you know, gotten me to this point. And, um, so yeah, so I think that perspective is a huge goal for me that I always want to keep. Yeah. That's awesome. That is so good. Um, speaking of adapting films, um, books into film or TV. Now I'm thinking like Meet Your Match. Like, oh my god! I just, <laughs> so Meet Your Match just came out uh, a couple of weeks ago, so early July. Um, and I'm just thinking like, who Vince? Who would play Vince? Like, I'm just imagining this is going to be amazing. I mean, have you thought about um, this? Yes. Um, I have. I mean, I I don't necessarily think about actors while I'm writing it's more so when I'm done like when I finish a book sometimes I'll like put together a Pinterest board and just kind of like try to visualize them because they never look exactly the same as what they look like in my head because obviously I'm making them up but I can draw inspiration you know what I mean yeah, um so yeah. I could totally see Theo James being uh Vince like a hundred percent I just maybe because I'm obsessed with Theo James but like <laughs> I could totally Maybe. see him doing all the really like um, dominating kind of, you know, in her face scenes really, really well. So I would, I would mm, 100% mm. pick him. <laughs> yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. Um, <laughs> and do you know what? Like, I was actually thinking this too. There's no, I don't, I don't even know. This is so random because last night I started watching, um, oh, it's like, it's been ever, it's on Prime. It's like, Oh, something about being the summer pretty. I turn pretty. Yeah, so the I. summer I turn pretty. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I started watching that with my daughter. Also, I'm really loving the journey for me at the moment because she just turned 13 and she wants to watch these types of shows with me. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, so excited. Um, and so we watched two episodes last night, and then I wanted to keep watching it, and she's she's like, no, because I'm putting a bitch because you can't watch it, and we have to watch. We're watching it tonight. Um, but it's a great um, show. It's actually really, really good. I love it. Um, well, so far the two episodes I've watched, but like, yeah, I, I'm really enjoying it. But she, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, there's actually like not a hockey romance show I know. or movie. Is there? I no. know. It's wild to me. I don't think so. Not that I'm aware I of. I would, um, I would binge that. Like, oh my God. I'm so saying. Oh. I also don't, I also don't, I mean, I don't think there are enough 
in fact, I, I stand very solidly on this hill. There are not enough romance shows or movies to satisfy the amount of women who are feral for them. Like the fact when you see like what happens with like Bridgerton and the summer I turn pretty, I'm like, what are they not getting? Like, what are they not understanding that we are a huge fan base with money that we want these things and we would subscribe to watch things like this. And I'm not talking about like, no offense, but like not a cheaply made like last thought like low budget movie that's not what we're asking for we're asking for something that actually is good mm. you know what i mean mm. like give us the budget that you give a stupid action flick <laughs> you know? yeah yeah, yeah. 100%. and also 100%. give me a series <laughs> so, yes yeah, let me binge right. it <laughs> yeah. yes exactly i don't this want is, a two-hour movie this is the first book right this is the first book in this new series which is the yes. kings of the ice series okay and firstly i must say what i really like was when you go to Amazon to get this book at the bottom of the blurb it's like you've got a list of tropes which I really loved because you know you can just see it laid out right there it's like pro hockey romance forced proximity opposite sides of the track you know I'm just like yes 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 tick it off yeah like, you know. so I really I, love this I really actually love that live feedback because this is my first time doing that and I was like you know what I, like I used to I used to try to hide what was in my book because I wanted people to go in blind. I was like, I just want you to trust me. It's a it's a great book. Let me take you on a ride. And I realized, which I, it's it seems so obvious now, but like, of course, people want to know what they're getting. They want to know that it's something that they like or that they've been wanting to try. And they yeah. also want to know that it's not something they don't like. Like I am a huge fan of the angst that comes along with like the cheating trope. Now, for a lot of women, the cheating trope is a hard no. There is Mm -hmm. no excuse. There is no, I don't care how well it's written. I don't care what the situation is. If there's any kind of cheating, I don't want it. So I think like, you know, it's just nice to have that tropes list laid out. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It was awesome. I loved it. I was like, oh, okay, awesome. I'm um I'm not gonna lie like I don't even read a blurb (laughs) yeah you're like I just dive in and nine times out of ten like Amanda's telling me what to read and I just read I trust her like and and then look she knows what I like like to read I'm not big on like fantasy and not because not because I just struggle to read it but I love watching it yeah like I grew up watching it, but I just, I don't know. I really struggled. I really struggled to read it. Um, but um, I, I I don't actually, yeah, there's nothing. I don't know. I just, I haven't found, oh no, cannibalism. Like reading it is kind of a thing. <laughs> there's like, there was like one book. Mm. Yeah, we read and I, like, I still read it. I enjoyed the story, but that, yeah, I was just like, oh, actually, that's actually oh. something I'm not enjoying. And that was the, first, yeah. the only thing. Yeah. I think that would be a hard no for me, and I don't. Yeah. I didn't think I had any hard no's, but I think that's yeah. That, I said yeah, it wasn't. It wasn't Same. enjoyable to read. No, I I even mm-hmm. love reading things that don't even have a happy ever after, or the happy ever after is subjective. Like it's not, you you know, your typical. They end up like she might end up with someone else, or you know, something else happens. I love that because I love the pain of it. <laughs> me too. I love the angst. Yeah. I I'm so obsessed with like. Have you ever seen the movie um, Five Hundred Days of Summer? Yeah. One of my favorites because it hurts so good, but it's yeah. so realistic too. You know, like we don't always end up with the person that we like are obsessed with. No. No. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm trying to get Amanda to read to read one. I'm I'm getting I'm getting there, but like you've got to really have be y'all, in the mood for it. Have y'all read a love letter to whiskey from me? No. no. Okay, that needs that's your All homework right. assignment. That's After our this homework. Podcast, All right, I'm gonna put it on there. Must writing it down. read a love letter to whiskey and just trust me, it's painful, it's angsty, but I promise that I you will come out happy and okay on the other side. It's actually funny because that actually came up after we read this one as my next, my next um, read, like from you. That's funny. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Amazon already knows. It's like. Anything knows I need to read it. (laughs) And so because this is book one and this is what I'm saying about the series thing, right? Mm. Because we're following a pro hockey ice team in Tampa, right? And obviously there's a number of players on that team. They've all got 
you know, their different relationships. Perfect. Perfect for a series. Like, could you imagine the entanglement? I, I know. Actually, on that point, Amanda, oh, yeah, well, going I- back to the angst, when mm. we meet the when we meet the goalie, I think it's like chapter one or chapter two, and we find out a bit of his what happened to him immediately. I'm like, I need to read that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and because what we could do is if we could like heartbreaking, right, it's it like his story, and then it leads in. <laughs> yeah. So this book yeah. is about Vince. So book one is about Vince, who is the hotshot rookie for Tampa, and Maven. Hmm. And she. I just love her. She's just so contradictory. She just doesn't, like, she doesn't even know, like, there's so many parts of herself that she doesn't even know, like, how to balance because she really, really wants to, like, build this professional career and, you know, progress in that. But at the same time, her parents are kind of these hardcore, um, you know, people who are helping out the community and they're so focused on helping other people and she also has that focus so she can't really in her mind she's finding it difficult to balance those two sides of herself like how can I give back but also want this career and yeah it's like she she's like I I feel like part of me you know wants to be exactly like my parents and just not care about my quality of life in the in the sense that I just want to give to everybody else and try to yeah. put all my effort towards making the world equal, right? But then she also has this this really um, driven side of her that mm-hmm. wants to accomplish things and wants these other things in life. And so yeah, it's kind of like she's at war with herself. And then add in the fact that she, you know, had fallen in love and trusted a guy with like everything that she was, only for him to like in an instant change his mind and so now she doesn't trust herself or men <laughs> or men at all like and, <laughs> anyway um in comes vince obviously um and you know i he, do love the vase scene it's my favorite the, like, vase it's scene yeah. the most disgusting thing i've ever seen <laughs> <laughs> what is this <laughs> honestly it is it is a fantastic book and yeah ultimately you know in her professional career she's tied up with him she's doing this special feature on him where they're forced to be together 24 7 what a shame i know (laughs) tough life (laughs) i know tough life um and you know they go through obviously all the things we don't want to speak about it too much and ruin it for everybody but all we can say is it's a hockey romance there's forced proximities there's like enemies to lovers vibes um and it's smoking hot and obviously we're going to learn about all the rest of the the Tampa players and get to read about their stories as well in this series which is awesome yeah I have to say um Beck when you were talking about the goalie so Daddy P he his book is number his book is number is the third book in the series and I'm very very excited to write his too I'm I'm like pumped for all of them. Um, I'm writing book two right now, which um, is Jackson and Grace. And yeah. uh, Jackson is the defenseman. Um, he's a veteran, so he's been in the in the league for a while. Um, he's kind of, you'll see him in Meet Your Match because he's kind of given Vince a hard time, but he also is like, he can see what's going on with Vince and Maven like before anybody else. Oh, and kind it. of like, me too. Bobby. Like he like, <laughs> I love the scene when they are out for the rookie party yes. and Vince is like 100%. pretending like he doesn't care and like oh like Maven and I are just whatever and and Jackson's like oh so it's cool if I like go shoot my shot then all right I'm going and that's awesome I just wanted to check with you (laughs) (laughs) and honestly if it wasn't for his meddling hands you know I know he kind of forced it (laughs) I just did I love I love that he was called Daddy P because I um I followed the Dallas Stars like love them and one of the players and I was like giggling to myself because I've given one of them a nickname myself because he's like I call him Daddy Pav. So oh yes, I love that. And oh my every, gosh. Now you have a visual. Now I have a visual. And so every time like my husband and I watch the hockey and if he like he's you know, he's awesome, like high score. And if he, every time he scores, I'm like, oh my god, daddy power. My husband's like, can you stop? No one that's not his nickname. I'm like, that's my nickname for you. But in my mind, as soon as you I, I read that, that's who's in my head. 
So it's it's crazy because when I started planning this series, like I already knew, like I I was like I can't wait to write Daddy Peas because I've never written a single dad before and I've always wanted to. So I feel like I've waited for like the perfect opportunity to do it. And I have so many like ideas and scenes and things of dialogue that have come to me. Um, but interestingly enough, I am I've been writing in Watch Your Mouth for like a week and a half. And I am so wrapped up in this story and so obsessed with these characters in a way that doesn't doesn't always happen. And it doesn't mean that one book's better than the other. It doesn't mean that, like, you know, I love one book more than the other. It's just that sometimes this really magical thing happens where you sit down and it doesn't feel like work at all in the sense yeah. that you're just like, it's like a movie's playing out in your head and you're just typing as fast as you can to keep up. Um, and it's really cool when that happens. So uh, the last time this happened for me, was when I wrote Blindside and so to well, have it happening again I'm like oh this is so fun because every day I sit down and I'm just like yay I get to write again and I, I get really excited um so I love that I think Daddy Peas will be a little more challenging because I've never written a single dad and because you know he has been through some shit and so it's going to be a little more touching on the heart I think so but yeah, he's also I mean if y'all haven't figured out like daddy he's obviously going to be a monster in the bedroom so that'll be fun oh, to write 100%. straight away straight away, <laughs> straight away. I'm just like he's dumbing this shit oh, like, you know. yeah yeah oh I can't God. wait I'm so excited <laughs> but also I think um for watch your mouth I think that's pretty uh telling for everybody because i mean blindside was a huge hit for you so if you're feeling the same vibes then yeah. i mean we can kind of know what to expect here something amazing yeah. as always i'm really excited about it um you know and i never want to put like you know any kind of pressure or expectation on anything um for me again right going back to my three goals like i am writing the books that i love to write and that make me feel good and make and do the things for me it's never going to be everybody else's cups of tea like plenty of people hated me uh meet your match and that's totally fine like it doesn't have to be everybody's favorite book as long as it's the book that i wanted to write and the story i wanted to tell that's what i'm happiest with mm -hmm. um so yeah i'm really pumped about about the whole series i have this is all also my longest series since I did um, Palm South University. So this is going to be six books of like interconnected standalone. So you'll get kind of a sneak peek of future characters and everything. That's awesome. I I do love inter interconnected standalones. And when you get to see the um, characters kind of throughout the next black books and like those little glimpses back to them, because you're like, oh, okay, they're doing that. Cool. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I guess for anyone, because you 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 have got quite a range of, um, I guess different genres that you're that you're writing in. If someone was new to you, what would you recommend that they start with? Yeah, I mean, if I could talk to them in person, I would ask them what they love to read. Like, I would probably say, like, what were your last like five star reads that just you were obsessed with? And then I can usually tell from that where to point them, um, because I do. I have I have small town books. I have you know really angsty, um, emotional, painful books, and then I have really fun, sexy sports romance books, and I have you know kind of the whole gamut. Um, but the other thing I would say is go to my website. There's a reading order, but it also says like, I have them kind of categorized. So it's like mm -hmm. for angst lovers, for people who love small town romance, for people who love college romance, for people who love this, whatever. And you can see all the tropes there as well. Um, cool. if they say, I trust you implicitly and I will read anything you tell me to read, I would tell them <laughs> to start with on the way to you. It's my favorite book I've ever written. Um, and it's some of my best writing, I think. And it just has a really unique and special vibe to it um it's not my spiciest book so of course if somebody was like i want the spice i would point them to meet your match um so it really just depends on like what they're looking for um and then my second recommendation would be a love letter to whiskey just because it is like my my brand book like it is the book that most people know me for it's the book that changed my life and so i i I think it is a testament to my writing. And if you enjoy that book, then you, I think you will enjoy everything else. Um, if you hate that book, there's still hope for you because I have so many other books that are completely different. <laughs> well, we'll be sure to include the website link um, in in our notes, in the show notes as well, because I think that's, that's always really helpful. I'm such a mood reader, so I really appreciate when, yeah, when I can just go in and what do I feel like? Do I just want like a small town, like 
Do I want to cry? Am I in a mood? Yes. Like I have, I have a little Christmas novella called the Christmas blanket that like, it's one of my, (laughs) it is so freaking cute and like, and just warm and fuzzy, but also has a little bit of like angsty. It's like just enough to make you get into your feels without like having to dedicate your whole week to reading it. Um, so yeah, I, like I said, I just, I got a little bit for everybody, but that's cause I'm a mood writer, right? As I'm a mood reader and I'm a mood writer. You can't like, I'm very difficult to put into a box. However, right now I'm very firmly in my sports romance era and I'm not leaving at least until this series is done. So yes. Can I ask, is Carter getting a book? Who? Carter. Oh yes. Yes. So, um, <laughs> like, so, I was just like, who? I'm like, Amanda, she's forgotten him already. She's like, hey, I, thought, I, I thought you said, I thought you said Hannah and I was like, who's Hannah? I don't remember <laughs> Hannah. Anyway. So, um, Carter is going to be with Livia, the dentist. Oh, uh, oh yes. Well, I mean, that does oh, I got, oh my God. Okay. Well, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh God. I'm thinking of all I, these things about Livia and I'm like, Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I know she's, she's a little <laughs> freaky. I love it. And, yeah. and I mean, I'm sure you're like, Carter's kind of like, he is going to be my it's gonna be my first situation kind of writing like the inexperienced hero and the like very experienced heroine who's it's kind of like those reverse lessons um I love it. but of, oh my god I'm so I can't like oh I just I'm really excited about this whole series I could gab on about this all night <laughs> oh he does make a comment that he wants to get hit in the face with a puck so he can go get his teeth fixed so like yes exactly yeah. exactly yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> might be, oh, might you gotta do what you gotta do I guess <laughs> <laughs> I do I do love that actually and I do love because her comment was I couldn't be with any of these hockey players because none of them share my particular tastes in the bedroom I'm like well yes mm. exactly exactly I'm so <laughs> pumped and obviously you'll see like you know Maven will still be around because she'll be helping Livia out um, and I love to write kind of the found family so like right now for instance I'm writing Grace is Vince's little sister. Yeah. Um, And she's kind of nomadic. Like she's always on the go. She always wants to be traveling and just like doing new things and experiencing new places. And through that, like she doesn't really have any besties. So like Maven and Livia are kind of like, you know, bringing her into their little group. Um, So it reminds me a lot of like the Red Zone Rivals series and kind of how the women in that were. It's like the guys were all on the team. So we knew how they were connected, but then the women kind of like found each other through throughout the series um, and kind of made a little found family. And I really loved that, so. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely, that's awesome. I love a found family. Yeah, thank you. Okay, are you planning on attending any book signings in the next year or so? Yeah, yeah. So um, we just wrapped up our book signings for this year. Um, but next year in 2024, we are doing the Sweetgrass Author event here in Charleston, um, South Carolina. And we are doing hopefully Book Bonanza again. Um, I'm waiting to see if I'm on their invite list. So we'll see. Um, we're doing Indies Invade Philly, which is in Philadelphia. Um, and then I'm going back to Europe for the first time since 2019. So I'll be at the Edinburgh Rare event. Um, oh, cool. And I, cool. yeah. And my big goal for 2025 is to have my first signing in Australia. So that is my like big, yeah. big goal for 2025. Cause I, I have been invited to so many signings over the last 10 years and I have been scared, honestly, of the flight. I just, I cannot wrap my head around it. And so, but now I finally feel like I'm at the point where I'm like, you know, I think I could do that. I really want to see it. My, my husband actually lived in Australia and New Zealand for about a year and a half and he has epic stories and like places he wants to take me. And so I'm just like, I need to stop being a baby and get my ass over there. Um, so I, ideally what I'd like to do is do either a couple in Australia or one in Australia and one in New Zealand within like a two week, um, kind of span. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that's probably good because 2025 is when the kind of big ones are coming back around. So they happen mm-hmm. this year and then they kind of cycle two yearlies. But there's, there's lots of other events as well, like um, smaller indie author events and things like that too. So you never know, you could get a couple under your belt while you're here. Yeah. yeah. 
that's what I'd like to do. I would like to just, you know, because I know what I, like going over there is such an ordeal and that it might not happen again for a while. I just want to try to see as many people who want to see me while I'm there. Yeah, so, sure. um, it might even be a little tour where like, you know, we spend most of the day doing our own thing, but then I'm like, Hey, I'm going to, you know, does anybody want to have dinner with me at this restaurant? Or does anybody want to meet me at this bookstore? And if you have books, bring them and I'll sign them or let's hang out in this park or like, I don't know, whatever. Stuff like that. <laughs> I love that. That's, that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Well, it look, the flight, I find the flight from the US back to Australia is a lot easier because you fly at night. So your your body clock's already like prepped to be like, all right, I, I'll get a little bit of sleep. I never sleep on a plane, but like, yeah, I find that we're going over there. We leave in the morning, we're flying all day. And then yeah. it, once you cross the international timeline, it goes tonight all of a sudden but I'm not tired so I'm like still and then you get there at like six or seven in the morning you're like oh I've got to do a whole day <laughs> like, oh my gosh the so, is yeah, so, bad. so we like yeah because it going going to Australia we like gain a day kind of right and then like coming here you lose a day is that or other, how does that work uh other no, way around other way around so you'll okay lose a day coming over here but you gain a day coming back I gotcha. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. I remember. I, was I think it'll be fine. I'm, I'm saving up all my points so that I can hopefully have like, at least like a, like an economy plus or yeah, it'd be worth it for a long haul flight like that for sure. Um, I remember I was on a flight back to Australia. This poor little girl, cause she, she missed a day. Um, her birthday, she missed her birthday because she left the oh. day before and she was arriving the day after. <laughs> so the, oh, the pilot came, I know the pilot came over and everyone saying her happy birthday on the plane, but it was just like, oh, she, poor thing, she didn't get a birthday. That That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, that'll be yeah, that'll be that'll be exciting. We're hoping to do some international ones in the next couple of years as well. I think that would be really cool. I just don't know how we would go logistically getting books. That's the biggest like. Yeah, honestly, <laughs> I I think the big the smartest thing I've heard is shipping. Even though I know it's mm-hmm. like expensive, but um, especially if you do like I think the USPS has like the flat rate international boxes now. So you play, you pay a flat rate no matter how heavy it is. So if you buy uh-huh. like a few of those, then you know what you have to pay in shipping and you know how much room you have. So you can yeah, like kind of pre-plan a little bit. That's good that to is, know. That's a good, that's a good <laughs> Or Or book with an airline that doesn't have crazy baggage fees and just, you know, mm-hmm. pack them into your, but, but I mean, books are heavy. Like even yeah, so like heavy. you could probably only get 30 books into your suitcase max. <laughs> And that would be a whole suitcase. <laughs> we, we did one here, like a, only a couple of months ago. And that was like, it was only an hour flight. And Amanda's like, I think we can get this on a while. I don't think we can. I put it on our, I put it on our carry-on because I was like, well. It's been in the carry-on, fine. Like they were on the carry-on. Yeah. Um, I have less chance of getting damaged, but it was too heavy, like for a carry-on. The lady, I was like, can no I carry it? Would, you would be able to lift it in the overhead. There's <laughs> I said to Amanda, I'm like, I think we're like, gonna what to- are you trying to travel with? You got bricks in here? Like <laughs> we didn't we 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 had baggage allowance to check it, but we just didn't want them to get ruined in the bag sometimes. So terrible. <laughs> couldn't even lift it on the <laughs> well now you know i mean bring I your own packing said, material but we she, tried, she understood though she was like i get it i get it i, I love books yeah. too <laughs> but um because i could you know the look she head. gave you was <laughs> like she was like put a hand on her chest and everything it's like i felt so bad when we moved so we moved to tennessee and where first of all our driveway is too steep to back like a moving truck into like you can get normal cars up and down it you might scrape a little bit but like you literally cannot get the trucks up because they have those like hitches on the back and it will hit and they cannot get it up but then on top of that 
you have about 13 steps to get to the first floor of our house. And then you have like another 13 steps to get to the second floor of the house, which is where my office is. So when the movers got to my boxes of books, I just like could not let them do it on their own. I was like, I know that I paid y'all, but I'm also going to help because I, I have like <laughs> I 20 terrible. boxes of books that are so heavy and we're huffing and puffing them up. And they're like, man, what are it? What's in these boxes? And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. It's just hundreds and hundreds of books. It's fine. What is something that people would be surprised to find out about you? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, I think people would be surprised to hear how I grew up and sort of like where I thought my career was going to take me. Um, you know, I, I mentioned that I studied creative writing in college and I primarily studied nonfiction and that was really where my writing journey began and where I really thought it was going to go. So I started writing as an outlet when I was younger. Um, I had a pretty rough childhood and not, um, not by my mom's choice, but just some of the things that we found ourselves facing, um, you know, poverty and, uh, abusive men coming into the house and my, uh, my actual dad not being a great dad and then my mom doing her best that she could but also you know kind of showing me the wrong ways to accept love and anyway there's a lot going on um and so i used writing to really work through a lot of that and kind of process it and share my story and then find hope despite it and so i really thought that's what i was going to be writing was sort of like memoir self-help types of books yep. um but you know i think there's a I still think there's bits and pieces of that in my books. Like I spend the most time of my writing process developing my characters because I want them to feel real and I want their issues that they face and their internal struggles to feel real and relatable. So when I get a message that says like, oh my God, thank you for writing Maven because I can 100% relate to her. Like it is so hard for me to trust and open up and I act like a crazy person when I date now because I don't know, how, I like physically cannot trust them. It's like my body rebels against it because I just, I am convinced that every man is lying to me now. And reading a woman in a romance book who had that same struggle just made me feel like I'm not alone. You know what I mean? And that's just like a very like top of the iceberg of it. But, um, but yeah, so I really like to explore the human condition. And I think like sometimes on the outside looking in, it's just like, oh, she's just a smart writer. Like she just likes to write like sexy, fun books. But at the, at the base of it, I really like to explore humans and how we have to navigate our own, um, life before we can bring somebody else into it. And then what it looks like when you try to meld two people together. So. Absolutely. Yeah, no, that's, that is, I, I really enjoy that in books as well. Like when you read things about characters that you can relate to because you're like, oh, okay. It's not just me. <laughs> yeah. It feels so great to be seen. Right. And, and that's what mm -hmm. I think, like, that's why we love to read and we love to write and express ourselves. Um, because even if we don't necessarily connect to the characters that we then connect to a fan base because we're like, you love that book and I love that book. And now instantly we have something in common and I love that, you know? Absolutely. It brings people together for sure. Okay. Have you ever named one of your characters in your book after someone you didn't like and then kill them off? <laughs> um no I have not I that's I don't um <laughs> oh sorry I, that's I just my own petty thought I would... <laughs> yeah no 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 I don't I don't process my anger quite that way but um I do when I meet people I give my little statements and it's like reading their Miranda rat right their Miranda rats um and <laughs> I don't know where that accent just came from um but I will basically say like anything you do or say can and will be used against you in a work of fiction because I do get <laughs> lots of inspiration from people I meet and talk to and my friends and stuff. So yeah. nothing is off limits. If you're friends with me or you meet me at a bar, you just have to know that like it could and possibly will end up in a book. But yeah, also I good to that. those people that you like them because they have yeah. killed off. So 
And Beck and yes. I have been pretty open with the fact that we're more than happy to be included in romance books and um, our stories. So, like, that's good. I would be totally cool. And I'm it. happy to be killed off. She's happy. Yeah. Too. <laughs> You're like, you can kill me. It's fine. <laughs> I, I don't have a heroine that is Rebecca or Becky yet, but I do have an Amanda heroine. So I've at least got one of you name-wise written in. Fantastic. And now we're just like, well... <laughs> what am I in? <laughs> yeah, you're in. You're in wash. You're in washed up. If you want to read the yeah. book that you're that's reading, right, yeah. that's my. <laughs> Obviously, I'd write. Very easy to you know put myself into the position of the heroine in the book if I'm uh, you know named after them. You know. Um, you've so. got to you then you've got to listen to the audio book so you can hear the oh, audio narrator yeah. say your name like uh, yeah Amanda and you can be like whoo <gasps> yeah. yeah. Does Daddy P have a love interest? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he does. You you don't know her yet, but it's gonna be his daughter's She's not named Rebecca. teacher. She's not named Rebecca, just so you know. She's not named Rebecca. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. You're like, but can she be? Like, can she be? <laughs> Rebecca sounds like a wonderful kindergarten teacher name. Rebecca does sound it does sound like one. You know what it is, is I my sister-in-law's name is is Rebecca, and so I would have to really put some my my distance blinders on to just like yeah, not yeah. associate. <laughs> That's fair, fair enough. Fair enough. That's why I'm more than happy to die if you need me to. It's fine. <laughs> uh. <laughs> okay. Lastly, what type of superpower would you like to have? Wow. Only one? I have so many that I would really like. Well, look, it's um, open. If you've got a number, if you've got this really thought well, out, we're happy to hear that. <laughs> I always joke that I, I truly do wish that I had the superpower where I could do it myself and also gift the power to other people to read a book for the first time again or watch a show for the first time again and like mm. have those same kind of feelings yeah. because yeah. I just think that's so special when that happens. Like I'm reading Fourth Wing right now and it's my whole personality and I'm so obsessed with it. And I'm like, I'm taking it slow because I just want to soak in what it feels like to be this engrossed in a book. Um, yeah. So I would definitely be one. Flying, I have always mm -hmm. wanted to fly. I think flying would be incredible. Like, honestly, if I could only choose one, flying would probably be it. Like I have dreams of me flying over water and stuff. And I just think- Are you doing so breaststroke cool. at the time? Because I mean, yeah. I said this before. Yeah. But when I fly in my dreams, um, I'm doing breaststroke. The faster I go, the higher I can get in the air. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. That's I guess I'm more, I'm usually, so. I'm like soaring. I'm kind of I like know. this, yeah. you know? Yeah. I understand. That's probably the more traditional way. Yeah. I would, I would have to, well, you could, you could be like Wanda out of, um, like the Scarlet Witch out of the Marvel movies because she has all the powers. She has all the powers. Yeah, that's and true. she can manipulate reality and I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> I also, like, this sounds so stupid, but I always thought one of the coolest superpowers was um, Jasper's in Twilight. Oh. The way he could affect people's emotions and, like, calm them down. Oh, oh my like, God, yeah. are you kidding me? I wish I had I, I just. I would love to just like when my husband is having a bad day, just like touch him and be able to like, hey, like everything's okay and you're fine. Or like when your friend is crying, just like comfort them, you know, and like actually be like have a superpower to make. Amanda would free. make me cry because I don't cry, so she'd be like, cry. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I would do hundred percent, and then I'd be like, yes, finally. Um, so funny. I don't cry either. Like I, I cry at commercials and like movies, but I don't act yeah. actually cry over my life um, until well, I dope. hit like a boiling point, and yeah. then it just, you know. Mm -hmm. And yeah. when you hit that boiling point, do you cry in the shower? Oh, it's almost always hidden. Like I, it's mm. never in front of. Especially when I feel it coming, I'm like, Same. all right, exit hey, stage yeah. left. <laughs> if I need a moment. I go and have a shower. Sometimes I have to have multiple showers a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, as a mom, I can imagine. Like, I don't know how y'all do anything, so. I, I cry at the most ridiculous things. Like, it takes a lot for me to get, like, like sad things. And Amanda's like, just cry or whatever. But, like, I will go and watch my daughter in a cheer comp and I can't handle it. I'm an emotional wreck. And she's like, what is uh. going on right now? <laughs> Yes. I get so confused about her emotional her emotional state Some, sometimes. 
Sometimes if I can feel that like I'm holding it in and I know I need to cry, like, cause it's good for you. Like it's actually technically like scientifically good for you to cry. And so I, sometimes when I feel like I know I need it to happen, I will go watch like military homecoming videos. Oh my God, I was about to say that. They get me every time. Every time, it doesn't matter. Like every time it gets me, every time. Every time, especially like, I don't even know why, if it's got a dog involved, I can't handle it. Okay, listen, pet videos. The most recent video to make me sob uncontrollably was a TikTok video of this woman she sees a raccoon that has been hit by a car. It's in the middle of the road. She yeah. stops the car. She goes and uses a jacket to pick up this raccoon and take it to the side of the road. And then she just stays with the raccoon and makes it comfortable while it passes. She like puts water on its neck. She's like petting its head. And you can just see this raccoon just like looks up at her and it's like, thank you. And then it dies. And I was like, I am not a mess. I'm not okay. <laughs> Have you seen the one? Oh my god, this is crazy! The video of the lady that has all the raccoons come every night to get food from her windowsill. I, I, I said to a bear like, I want a pet raccoon, and she's like, it's like a rodent. I'm like, no, I want. Look, I'm like sending her videos. I'm like, look this, and then it brings its little raccoon friends. Oh my god! I, I co-sign the decision. I say do it. Yeah. I get it. I get it. Yeah, but Candy, if you knew like the amount of times I get messages from her just being like, I want a chicken. I want a turtle. Just randomly like deciding that she wants some random animal. Well, I can't even remember what the I would love was. a panda. Yeah, oh a my panda gosh, panda. a panda. Oh, they or like are a the fox. Coolest. Yeah. yeah. A little fox. They're so cute. Yeah. yeah. I get it regularly. So, you know, I have to just be like, look, enough. You need to shut yeah. this down immediately. It's like a couple of years ago, she's like, what do you want for your birthday? I'm like, an owl. Because I was on owl. Yeah, an owl. <laughs> an owl. I would like it. She's That's like, totally casual birthday gift. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, thank you for joining us. We thoroughly enjoyed talking to you today. And also, we enjoyed meeting your match. Can't wait to see what the rest of the series holds. But it sounds like it's going to be amazing. Um, and especially like when we get to the casting for this TV series as well. Yes. Like once again, we'll just let you know, like we're more than happy to help out with the casting if you need it. Um, <laughs> we can totally devote our time to that. That's no problem. Yes. Um, but yes. Oh no. We'll-, well, thank you for having me. I really appreciate it. I know y'all had to wake up early and get kids out the door <laughs> and then like no. sit down with me. So I appreciate it. Um, we loved it. And anyone who's listening, um, if you are on social media, I know we were talking a lot of shit about it, but I am on social media like everywhere. And so, yeah. and I bring really positive vibes to my social media channels. So if you are on any of them, find me where you are. Candy Steiner or author Candy Steiner will pull me up. I'm even on threads and I love threads. So if you're on threads, I'm there. <laughs> um, we'll put your and- links in the episode description for them to find. Perfect. And I do just want to shout out to you. So meet your matches in Kindle Unlimited. Um, if you have that program, it's also available in paperback and hardcover, discreet and regular. But the highlight is the audiobook is in duet narration. So all, the guy reads all of the guy's parts, the girl reads all the girl parts, and it is the best audiobook I've ever had produced. It is phenomenal. I cannot recommend it enough. So if you're an audiobook girly and you're looking for your next audiobook, that that's my pitch for you. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. Well, thank you. Hopefully we can try again soon. Thank you both. See ya.